Good morning. I am Apostle William B. Corrector, presiding prelate of Discovered Mean Ministry Incorporated. I'd like to welcome you to today's podcast where we will endeavor to study on the subject, what are the promises of God? Let us go to the throne of grace. Father, we thank you this morning for allowing us to, Lord God, remain here upon this earth. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the forgiveness of sins. We thank you for the cleansing and the washing by the water of the Word of God. We thank you for the Word that became flesh and dwelt among us. We thank you, Lord God, that you have blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, contrary to us, and moved it to the side and nailed it on the cross. We thank you, Father, for the plan of salvation. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you, Lord God, that Satan is bound. We thank you, Lord God, that we can exercise the keys to the kingdom of heaven, where there is no room for Satan, for whatever is bound on earth is bound in heaven. And whatsoever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. And Father, as we prepare to go into this podcast, I ask you, Heavenly Father, would you bless your people as they have the ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, which is they who are they, Lord God, whom they are. And Father, we just thank you and we praise you and we give you the glory, Lord God. Now, Father, as we go forth, Lord God, let us have more understanding. Let us have more peace in and security in what you have told us as you have written it in your holy writ called the Holy Bible. And we thank you for it, Father. And we ask you all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. What are the promises of God? In Peter, it states about He has given us exceedingly precious promises. But what are these promises? There are many promises in God's scripture. In each promise, God pledges that something will or will not be done or given or come to pass. These are not flippant, casual promises, such as we often make. These promises of God are rock solid, unequivocal, commitments made by God himself. Because God is faithful, the recipients of the divine promise can promises can have full assurance that God has pledged what he has pledged will indeed be realized referenced in Numbers chapter 23 verse 19. Here are a few of the promises that God has made Promises of God in the Old Testament. God promised to bless Abraham through his descendants, the whole world. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2 and 3 references this. This promise called the Abrahamic Covenant pointed to the coming Messiah for whom Abraham looked, referenced in John chapter 8, verse 56. God promised Israel to be their God and to make them his people, referenced in Leviticus chapter 26, verses 12 and 13. Old Testament history is teeming with examples of God's God's fulfilling this promise. God promised 
that if we search for him, we will find him. Referenced in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29. He is not playing hard to get. Our God is near us whenever we pray to him. Referenced in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 7. God promised protection for his children. Referenced in Psalms 121. He is the vigilant watchman over all Israel. God promised that his love will never fail. Referenced in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34. He is faithful in every way. God promised Israel that their sin could be forgiven, their prosperity restored, and their nation healed. Referenced in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, Verse 14, repentance opened the road to fellowship and blessings. God, under the terms of the Mosaic Covenant, promised prosperity to Israel for obedience and destruction for disobedience. Referenced in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 15 through 18. Unfortunately, Israel eventually chose to dis disobey and the nation was destroyed by Assyria and Babylon. God promised blessings for all who delight, will delight themselves in the, his word. Referenced in Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Simple faith has its rewards. Promises of God in the New Testament. God promised salvation to all who believe in his son, Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. There is no greater blessing than the free gift of God's salvation. God promised that all things will work out for good for his children. Referenced in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. This is the broader picture that keeps us from being dismayed by present circumstances. God promised to come comfort in our trials. Referenced in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. He has a plan, and one day we will be able to share the comforter we receive. God's promised new life in Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 is the reference for that statement. Salvation is the beginning of a brand new existence. God promised every spiritual blessing in Christ, referenced in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Whereas in the Old Testament, Israel had the promise of physical blessings, the church today has been promised spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms. Our inheritance is reserved for us. Referenced in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 4. God promised to finish the work he started in us. Referenced in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. God does nothing in half measures. I think I need to say that to the body of Christ again. God does nothing in half measures. He started the work in us and he will be sure to complete it. God promised peace when we pray, referenced in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. His peace is protection. 
It will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. God promised to supply our needs. Reference to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. Not that we get everything we want, but our needs will be taken care of. When you worry about things, trust in God. We are more valuable than birds, and our Heavenly Father feeds them. Reference to Matthew chapter 6, verse 26. Jesus promised, promised in the Gospels. Jesus promised rest. Reference to Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Burdens are lifted, burdens are lifted at Calvary. Jesus promised abundant life to those who will follow him. John chapter 10. Verse 10, reference this. Following Jesus brings us more spiritual fulfillment than we could have anticipated. We leave boring behind. Remember, we need to leave some things behind and press on to the mark of the great high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. Jesus promised eternal life to those who trust him. Reference in John chapter 4, verse 14. The good shepherd also promised to hold us security, securely. No one will snatch them out of my hands. Referenced in John chapter 10, verse 28. Jesus promised his disciples power from on high. Referenced in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. In this power, they turned the world upside down. Referenced in Acts chapter 17, verse 6. Jesus promised that he will return to us and for us. John chapter 14, verses 2 and 3 reference this. From then on, we will be with him always. There are many more promises of God that could be listed. All of them find their ultimate fulfillment in Jesus Christ. The radiant of glory, God's glory referenced in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. No matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 reference this. Sisters and brothers in Christ, we have many promises. The one that I really, really, really held on to in my life is that he, will return for me one day. And that where he is, I will be also. Not only me, but everyone that believes in him. We have promises of good health, reasonable health and strength. We have promises of longevity, depending on God's will. But I talk to you today and I speak to you today about these promises because God's promises are yea and amen. No man can disannul what God says and what he has promised us that believe in him. We go around a lot of times, we want it right then. We are very selfish when it comes to the things that we want. We want it right now. And, and God said in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 through 8, that there is a time and a season 
for every purpose under the heavens. He also tells us that there's nothing new upon this earth. What we did in the old days, people are doing today. But one thing, sisters and brothers in Christ, we have to remain faithful. We have to remain committed to the work of Christ and find what his will, find out what his will is for us in this life. A lot of us walk around aimlessly, wandering, wondering what we should do when it's already written. It is written what to do. It tells us what to do. Love your neighbor. Go out in the vineyard and bid somebody to come. Invite them to the table. We don't do that. We go right on to the house and worship, shout hallelujah, and go past the people that really need to be brought into the house. And then a lot of times we'd say things with the way we live that the Christ, that people that don't know Christ don't really want to come. Simply because they're looking at us as a beacon of hope and light, and all they see is darkness because we are hatred. We have hatred in us. We have filthy lucre in us. We, we lustful. I'm just saying that these things should not be named in the body of Christ. However, we have a promise that if you disobey the words of God, you know where you're going to go. As it was said in Deuteronomy, I set before you this day life and death, good and evil. Choose life. But it says also prior to that, if you hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, God will set you high upon all, above all nations. Every kindred, every tongue is blessed. By God and God alone. Not by how much money you accumulate, titles, names, or whatever your family tradition is, or what is your position in the church. Uh, and that doesn't matter. Everything that you receive is by grace, the grace of God. He promised us that when he sent his son to the cross for us. So I beseech you today, sisters and brothers, that you think about these things, that you will turn from your wicked ways, that you will hear the voice of the Lord God. I am not God, but I am his servant, and his Holy Spirit does res reside in me. Again, I thank you for listening to this podcast. May God bless you, may he smile upon you, and may he give you peace within your soul. God bless you.